You are now listening to The Last Day's Return of the Historic Faith with your host, Pastor Jeremy Anderson and Brother Matthew Marcel. This podcast is for the kingdom Christian in the end times. As aliens in a foreign land and ambassadors of our king, we proudly fly the flag with the cross as we sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Welcome to our Sunday morning worship service here at Kingdom Christian Assembly. I am so blessed to be here and so very thankful to have each and every one of you watching through the website or YouTube or whatever way you are joining us this morning, I am just very, very thankful to have you here with us. I want to say real quick <laughs> before it's too late that I apologize uh, right now beforehand if uh, you hear something, some noise in the background. Um, my son is running a little late and I'm expecting him to come in in the next few minutes. So uh, if you hear the door uh, opening and closing or him pulling out his chair and sitting down, then I apologize right now. Uh, hopefully he will remember to be as quiet as he can be. But we are going to sing a song of praise and worship and we are just going to have a good time in the Lord this morning but before we do we're going to open up with a word of prayer so please bow your heads and bow your hearts dear Heavenly Father I come before you now Lord and I thank you for another day to come and worship you in spirit and in truth and sing praises to your name and be edified through your word. Father, I thank you for another day that we can come gather together as the body of Christ and continue to assemble with one another the way that your word commands us to do, Father. And I thank you that freedom still exists here in America. I know that a day is coming. I don't know how soon, but according to your word, a day is coming when we will not 
be able to freely come together and worship you or meet together in a building like this or even online, Lord. We know that it is going to be against the law of this world to worship you, Father. And when that time comes, I pray that you would just give us strength and courage to continue to assemble together and worship you in spirit and in truth. And until that time comes, I pray that we would continue to be faithful and assembling together to worship you, Father God. And Lord, I pray that you would just speak through me today. Lord, I pray that you would just empty me of myself completely, Father God, and fill me with your spirit. Father, I pray that you would just hide me completely behind the cross so that only Jesus Christ is able to be seen. Lord, I pray that every word that comes from my mouth today be from you. Lord, I pray that before I would speak anything that isn't from you, that you would just uh, give me brain fog or just stop my tongue and my speech, Lord. I pray that everything that I preach today be completely led by the Spirit. Father God, I love you and I ask all of these things in the name above all names, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, before we go to the Word of God, we are going to sing a song of praise and worship and uh, it will probably get a copyright uh, well not a strike but I'll probably get a copyright infringement on the the YouTube channel but the channel isn't monetized anyway, so I don't much mind. We're going to be uh, singing a song by Casting Crowns that everyone should know. Um, so just sing along if you know the words and... If not, then just do the best you can.
why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his hands falling upon the sick and healing them? Why aren't his feet going out to fulfill the Great Commission? sisters in the 
observant community who want to go back to the Old Testament law and Ten Commandments and Law of Moses for the way a Christian should live or our constitution, our playbook, the laws and ordinances of the kingdom of God. But unfortunately, that's not at all what we are to live by. Just come in and sit down, buddy. Again, I apologize. I uh, <laughs> that's why I went ahead and told everyone in the beginning that my son was running a little late, that he would be uh, coming in and sitting down. Just, there you go, bud. But so many times, there are so many who want to point back to the law of Moses for the laws and ordinances for believers in the kingdom of God, how we are supposed to live. But we're going to see the playbook for Christians in the game of life. We're going to see the constitution today for the kingdom of God in the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 5, if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do in church, uh, turn to Matthew chapter 5. We're going to start off in the very beginning with verse 1, and it says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall
shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Now, chapter 5 of Matthew, verses 1 through 10, the first 10 verses in Matthew 5 are what some call the Beatitudes. Me, I really just don't like that label, but that's because I don't like labels. You know, I don't like catchphrases. I don't like any of those, you know, little cute labels that we put on things, especially in the Word of God, because it makes this seem less important than it actually is. Now, I don't have a problem if you want to call the first ten verses the Beatitudes. So please don't misunderstand me or think I'm rebuking you if that's what you like to refer to these verses as. But, I think you will benefit much more from it if you see it and see this as Jesus literally telling each and every one of us the key to a fruitful and blessed life in the kingdom of God. Because if you'll notice, every single verse begins with blessed are. He's describing a believer and a follower of Christ here. Someone who is poor in spirit, who's meek, who's thirsting after righteousness, who's merciful, who's pure in heart, who's a peacemaker, those who are persecuted for righteousness. He is describing not only a Christian, but one who is obeying and living by the commandments of Christ, the doctrine of Christ. Now, we're going to go a little further down to... We're going to go down to uh, verse 17 because I was just talking a few minutes ago about the Old Testament law of Moses and how it's not the playbook or the law of the kingdom of God, but rather the Sermon on the Mount is. So I want, I want, I want to show you something here. Jesus says... Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. 
Yeah. 
is about to say. He just told us what he came to do in reference to the law and the prophets. That he came to fulfill them. And he also told us when the old covenant, the law of Moses, when it would pass away. And now he starts talking about the changes. In verse 21, he says, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill and Whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. So, he says right there in verse 21, you've heard that it was said in the Old Covenant, because he quotes one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, right? right verse 22 says, but I say unto you, see the change there? But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembereth that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave thy gift before the altar, and go thy way, and first be reconciled to thy brother. Then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. See, he quotes another commandment from the ten, from the law of Moses. You have heard in the law of Moses, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. You see, friends, Jesus, see, this is what I really don't understand about those in the Torah observant community and the Hebrews community. Uh, I don't understand the problem they have with keeping the Sermon on the Mount rather than keeping the Ten Commandments because what Jesus...
Jesus does here in the Sermon on the Mount is literally makes the law stricter. He, I mean, he literally changes the commandments from physically killing to committing murder just by hating. And physically committing adultery to committing adultery just by lusting after a man or a woman in your heart. So you literally cannot keep the commandments of Christ from the Sermon on the Mount without keeping the Ten Commandments. If you are keeping the commandments of Christ, then by default, you are keeping the Ten Commandments. Jesus says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it's profitable for thee that one of thy members or body parts should perish than thy whole body be cast into hell. And if thy right hand should offend thee, cut it off and cast it away from thee. For it is more profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish than thy whole body should be cast into hell. It hath been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. That is from the law of Moses. Jesus says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committed adultery. Again, you've heard that it was said by them of old, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white nor black, but let your communication be yea, yea, and nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh from evil. 
Ye have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Again, from the law of Moses. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. Now when Jesus says here in the King James, resist not evil, what he is saying, what it means is not to fight with someone. I hate it for all of those who say that it's okay to defend yourself, that it's okay to hurt someone as long as it's in self-defense. But according to Jesus, no, it isn't. Jesus literally tells you not to here. That's what resist not evil means. And we know that because he says, Whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him too, or twain, it says. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. You've heard, you have heard that it hath been said that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son, S-U-N, to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans do the same? Or, in other words, do not even those in the world do the same? If we are Christians and we love those who love us, that's no different than what those in the world do. They love their friends. But when we love our enemies, love our enemies. That's when we're acting like Christ. 
chapter 5, and I didn't intentionally go through all of Matthew 5, and I apologize for that. Sometimes when I get on the Sermon on the Mount, I just go, and I can't help it. I did pray. Uh, you guys heard when I prayed. I said, Lord, please let everything that I say today come from you. Let nothing come from me. So, I am not sorry for going through the entire chapter. Now, Jesus says, Be ye therefore perfect. Perfect. Even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, I wish we had more time to go through the entire Sermon on the Mount, but we don't. So I'm just going to read just a couple of verses here from chapter 6 and then a couple more from chapter 7 because we have a couple of scriptures in two other books that we must go through. So look at Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 5. Jesus says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues in the and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. Verily I say unto you that they already have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask of him. After this manner, therefore pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So friends, Jesus tells us here that we are going to be forgiven in the same manner in which we forgive. Now, in chapter 7, as we're about to see, Jesus says something very simple about judging others. So, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5 how to live righteously. He ends chapter 5 by saying this, which says it all. Be ye perfect. Doesn't get any clearer than that. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells us how to pray, but he also tells us to forgive others. Forgive those who hurt us. Forgive those who trespass against us. But also forgive those who are indebted to us. Those who owe us money. Who have borrowed money from us. So that God will forgive us our trespasses. Our debts. And now in Matthew chapter 7, it starts off, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considers not the beam which is in thine own eye? In other words, you see the speck, the tiny speck in your brother or sister's eye. But you don't see the beam in your own eye. The rock in your own eye. You see the speck of sand in your brother's eye, but you don't see the rock in your own being in wrong. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the moat from thine eye and behold a beam 
thou hypocrite. First cast the beam out of your own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote from thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. Ask, and it shall be given. Judge with righteous judgment. 
doing so. Jesus doesn't just say, beware of false prophets. He also says, we shall know them by their fruits. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, what day? The day of judgment. When they stand before Jesus Christ, the Lord God Almighty. Jesus says that many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, what sayings? Everything that Jesus has said from Matthew chapter 5 through right now. Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. a uh, verse, I apologize. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon 
everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them shall be likened unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. But everyone who heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. What is the house? His house, the house is representative of his salvation. Don't let anybody lie to you and tell you that once you receive Jesus Christ, that's it, it is finished, you are saved, there's nothing left for you to do. That is a lie that will send you straight to hell. Jesus tells us this very thing here in Matthew chapter 7. He says, not everyone that calls him Lord shall enter into heaven. Only those who does the will of his father. Jesus says that many will stand before him on the day of judgment who have cast out demons and prophesied and done many wonderful works. These are not things that can be done by non-believers, friends. These are things that only Christians, believers, followers of Jesus Christ can do. Jesus clearly says, though, that there will be very, very many that will stand before him on the day of judgment, having done all these things as Christians. But he's going to tell them, depart from me. Turn with me to the book of First Corinthians. Thank you. 
Let's start with verse 11. Paul says, If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Do ye not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple? And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. He that preach the gospel should live of the gospel. But I have used none of these things, neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me. For it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glory void. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity it is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me, what is my reward? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. For though I be free from all men, Yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law to them that are without the law as without law being not without law to God but under the law to Christ that I might gain them that are without law to the weak I became as weak that I might gain the weak I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some.
this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we do it for one that is incorrupt. I therefore so one, not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither ye murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all of these things happened unto them for examples and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh that he standeth take heed lest he fall. Friends, if you think you are standing, take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful 
who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able to withstand. But will the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it? Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men. Judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, being many, are one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. Behold, Israel, after the flesh, are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What say I then, that the idol is anything? For that which is offered and sacrificed to idols is anything. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. We cannot drink Takers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things do not edify. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Whosoever is sold in the shambles that eat, asking no question for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid you to a feast, and ye be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question for conscience sake. But if any man say unto you, this is offered and sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that shoot it, and for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. Conscious, I say, not thine own, but of the other. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? For if I, by grace, be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, 
See, it's not just talking about food here. Paul says, also, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give none offense, neither to the Jews nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. Now, we read the entire chapter, chapter 10. We read it for a reason. called to slander. 
righteousness, exposing the unfruitful works of darkness and showing the true nature of a wolf who's dressed in sheep's clothing, then we'll take no pleasure in doing it. In fact, we'll do it in such a way that is not embarrassing to them or is not shaming them or uplifting ourselves as better than they are. So often I see people exposing someone else as false or a wolf simply because they don't like what that person says or they don't like the company they keep. Friends, Paul says that he and that we are to be all things to all men. In other words, in order to witness to gang members and drug dealers, friends, you have to go where there are gang members and drug dealers. So if the world outside of that situation sees you and judges you as a drug dealer and a gang member by association, so be it. Paul says that we do this so that some might be saved. I hope you understand that. Next time, before you judge someone as this or that because of where they are or what they look like, how they're dressed. The lingo they use in their speech. You need to stop and ask yourself why you feel the way you feel about them, what they're saying, what they're doing. Is it righteousness that's causing you to think the way you're thinking, act the way you're acting, say the things you're saying? Is it God's righteousness that caused you to post something on Facebook about pastor so-and-so or brother or sister so-and-so that you saw at the liquor store. Now, if you saw them buying liquor, I guess that would be different, but you still have zero reason to post about it on Facebook. Gossip is never righteous. 
never. No one is going to listen to you share the gospel if they just heard you share the latest gossip. Sad but true. So many times church parking lots are the place to be to find out the latest gossip. We are not called to spread the gossip. We're called to spread the gospel. Brothers and sisters, I say this in all earnesty and in all honesty. If you Perfect, 
just as our Father in heaven is perfect. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you now, Lord, and I thank you so much for giving me the words to say today. I thank you so much for each and every man, woman, and child who is able to hear my voice. Lord, I pray that if there is anyone listening to me now that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and has not made Jesus the Lord of their lives, that today will be the day of salvation for them, that they will not wait another minute to confess Jesus Christ with their mouth believe in their heart that you, Father God, raised him from the dead. Father, I pray that you would just continue to bless each and every one of us. Help us throughout the week to be able to Walk through the doors that you opened before us. Father God, I pray that you would open doors for us to spread the gospel, lead someone to Jesus Christ. And I pray that when you open the doors, that we would have the courage to walk through. Give us the words to speak in those cases, in those situations. Goodbye, God bless, grace and peace. Why'd you do walk? Why'd you pray?